Welcome to And What Else, the podcast with me, Wendy O'Byrne, also known as The Completion Coach. And today I'm going to be talking about a post that I made where I talked about the silence of people that can't cheer for you and how you may only be cheering for yourself in secret. And we're just going to expand on that to give a little bit more about what I mean. But if you can't support yourself at all times, out loud in public, if you can't put yourself forwards, if you can't be the one to talk about what you're doing and own it and be passionate about it in front of people, then there's always going to be almost this fear that what I'm doing isn't big enough. It's not important enough. These people won't like it, won't understand it. I won't still belong. There'll be all kinds of reasons why you're holding back from supporting yourself publicly and celebrating every single step of the way which we need to do if we're going to reconfigure the way that we're storing data about ourselves. We need to be able to celebrate what we're doing, even when it's the smallest element of it, even when it's not the big success or the thing that we think is comparable or the thing that we think says something about us. It also gets us out of the energy of almost who do I think I am, which in reality comes down to if I'm like this in front of these people, they're going to take the piss, reject me, I won't belong here anymore, what will I do? Or it's classed as show-off energy, but being proud and supportive of yourself is not necessarily show-off energy. It's not bragging rights. It is being supportive and proud. There's a difference in that energy. So we don't have to go down the phase of completely putting ourselves down, belittling ourselves, making a joke of what we're doing, a joke of something that we're really passionate about, or pretending that we're not in front of certain people, pretending that that doesn't matter to us, that we're not doing it, that we don't care, in some way because other people, or the way that other people make us feel, is that we would be silly or not what they would perceive as cool if we were to be proud, celebrating and supportive of ourselves in all the things we're truly passionate about. If we're not doing the internal work, then anything we're doing externally, we will present an altar in certain spaces because we feel insecure, silly, or like we're going to be rejected in some way because we haven't done that inner emotional work, the subconscious work to be able to have, carry and hold what we want. So you can see how this creates conflict. We might say that we really want something, that we're going for it, that we can't wait, but we're hiding it and trying to keep it a secret because we don't want people to think it's too small. It's not what we're good at. It's not what we're known for. It's not the most lucrative. It doesn't allow us to sit at the same table as we've always sat at or talk in a certain way. So we may be holding back self-celebration But then not just in front of other people, that might be happening behind the scenes as well. You might only be talking about what you haven't done, what you're yet to do, the phase or the level that you want to get to. You're never appreciative of where you are, what you are doing and what you are achieving, which is already different. It's already outside of your norm because it's new and you're achieving it, but you're discounting it and refusing to acknowledge it. So on that basis, you're still working from an energy of fear and an energy that's lack rather than embracing and fully being present in this moment, enjoying where you are, enjoying what you've done for the first time, what you've just started to achieve. And when we discount or discourage those early stages, 
It's really difficult to have a positive momentum to keep moving forwards, to feel good about what you're going for, to feel expansive in it. It always feels like quite a contracted move because you're always making moves from a place of behind, lack, need to catch up, haven't done this, rather than, but look what I am doing, look what is happening that I've never done before, that I'm changing. And processing internally things like our resistance things like the ways that we've stopped ourselves in the past ways that our emotions have railroaded us before and only got us to this point if we're not able to look at the internal and celebrate and be present on what we are doing and celebrate and come from there then we're always going to be working on the old and the out of date so you're always going to feel like it's not enough which always comes down then to the belief that I'm not enough because they are also heavily tied together. So being able to celebrate yourself publicly and privately, talking about things and coming from a place where you feel secure in the passion, the project, the thing that you're doing, the changes that you're trying to make because you've done the internal work, the emotional work to be able to do that. Otherwise, you will continuously shapeshift depending on your audience, depending on what you think they want, they need, or they will accept from you. And that in itself is a signal back to the body. It's not safe to be or do what we want. It's pointless. There's no point. (laughs) And it will be that give up energy because you're so used to shapeshifting and presenting and being that presented version of yourself in different scenarios the the body, the subconscious and the emotional body are constantly getting told we're, we're not true to this. We're out of alignment. We're out of whack. This isn't something we're going to be able to carry through. So emotionally, we're becoming insecure all of the time. Emotional insecurity is what stops us celebrating other people. I'm going to say it again because I liked it. But emotional insecurity is what stops us from celebrating other people. And that's because emotionally we are reacting to go, oh, they've done it. I wanted to do that. That's not fair. Oh, that was my idea. I thought of that so many years ago and I haven't done it. Emotionally, it's, ugh, ugh, what's she doing now? Or what's he doing now? What are they up to? Ugh, something else. They're after something else. Emotionally, that is, oh my God, they got X, Y, or Z. I want X, Y, or Z. If they have it, maybe I can't have it. Maybe they've just took the only space that existed for that. Emotionally, it might be, oh, 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 this is my area. Get out of my area. You're not allowed in my area. You're not allowed to step into my arena. It's mine. Get out. (laughs) They're all emotional responses. They're not logical. They're not factual. They're not true. But they will feel emotionally true. It will be an instant, ugh, I'm not even going to connect with that energy. I'm going to pretend I haven't seen it. I'm going to pretend I was distracted, so busy, haven't got time to sit down and listen and hear about it. I'm not going to like it. I'm not going to comment. I'm not going to send a message. I'm not going to do any of those things because I don't like it. And I don't like it because emotionally it has made me feel a certain way, which won't be true, but emotionally it will feel true. So if you're in gatekeeping energy where you can be successful, but other people can't, this shows up in so many ways. So many ways and so many different examples I can think of and give to people. But if you're in some kind of gatekeeper energy, then breathe. Look at what it would mean if somebody had the same or more success than you in what you deem to be your soul area. 
you know, where you've drawn the line around it and only you can do this. If you're in the stage of being resentful because somebody's doing something that you want to do, it's an emotional reaction because the only thing that has stopped you from doing it is your emotional blocks. And if you are in the space of thinking, ugh, what are they up to now? How dare they? Who are they energy? Then again, this comes down to how you feel about you and what you are not doing and why you are not doing it and what activates you in seeing somebody else doing it that makes you want to withdraw, retract, feel angry, feel annoyed, want to go and talk about them, as opposed to saying, well done, congratulations, that's huge. Oh my God, that's amazing. And also, could you help me? Could Have you got time for a conversation? Is there anything, any tip, anything, any way, any, anything at all that you could point me in the direction of because this is something I'm also passionate about or I'm passionate about something else, but I can't start. And do you know who's really good at helping you with things like that? Coaches. <laughs> Coaches, not just people who have done what you want to do, which is where I think we've got this this filter of coaches, coaching coaches, because people are like, you've got the business I want. And there's become a, a whole industry around that. But coaches on the whole should be able to help a selection of people reach their goals that are not the goals that they have achieved. But they will know how to access your limitations and your blocks and enable you to create a plan on how and where you get together with feedback along the way, challenge when you refuse to challenge yourself, support when you are struggling to support yourself. That is the point of having somebody there that not necessarily has done what you've done, although I completely agree getting into rooms and networking and having conversations with people that have done with you what you want to do helps. But people that are willing to support when you won't support, challenge when you refuse to challenge, And in addition, can help you with the internal subconscious blocks, the emotional regulation, the emotional intelligence, the emotional agility to get to where you want to go, together with the cognitive reframes, the way that you're processing information, the way that you're speaking, understanding what you believe and why, and being able to put those all together. When we can put those all together, then we do not see other people as a threat. And even if you have a knee-jerk reaction to seeing something of, oh my God, I wanted to do that. I can't believe they've got that news. I've had no good news for ages. I'm struggling. They're thriving. Oh, this, oh, you know, it's irritating me. I'm jealous. I'm envious. I'm annoyed. I'm frustrated. Then you can understand that and still be happy for them and celebrate them and give them that cheer whilst recognising those emotional blockers, those responses in you are something that you need to go and work on, work through, get help with, and be happy for them. So when we find it difficult, and I talked about the fact that silence is loud, that the most heard thing is the silence. We don't really go, oh my God, they're really on my team. They send me messages, they're really helpful. We go, oh my God, they don't don't like anything. They never say anything. They're really quiet. We focus on the silence more than we do on the loud cheers and this is again on our negative bias but it's also really important if you're looking for who won't support you if you're looking for who isn't for you if you're looking for all of that then all you are focusing on is somebody else's state you're not focusing on your own 
So whilst we're doing that and always looking externally for the person that won't like it, won't support it, won't won't help us, won't encourage us, won't give us any information, that, you know, these truly gatekeepers, then the information and the situation and the energy you are focusing on is theirs rather than yours. And so I'm going to urge you to come back and to start listening to what your celebration of yourself is how you feel, and how you treat others. Are you gatekeeping information? Are you withholding celebrations? Are you judging? Are you secretly thinking somebody else doing something is taking away from you? Work on that. Work on that. Return the focus to that. Start releasing it and working through it and really expanding your own capacity. And through that, you'll find that you won't spend so much time on the silence or the noise or the noise caused by the silence, because you will have worked on your own capacity. And that, again, is why working on our emotional capacity and our emotional and inner limitations is the key to making true change, because it is no longer change for validation, it is no longer change for presentation, and it is no longer change for belonging. It is change and desires and wants and goals coming from a place of true This lights me up, is important to me, matters to me, and is part of my heart. I want to do it. I love to do it. It lights me up. It's part of my joy. And we start operating from there rather than from when I get this, it'll mean that. When I have this, they'll see I'm successful. They'll see it was worth it. They'll know why I've done X, Y, or Z. It will move away from that. It moves away from I'll prove it. I'll show them. And it comes back to I love this. This is why I'm doing it. I enjoy this this is why it matters it allows you to allow all of you in and to enjoy it and to feel good to not just have an externally successful life but an internally successful life they can go hand in hand and to allow yourself to have more of that which is where I return to again when I say our purpose is not the job even if you say my purpose is to do this it's like it fulfills me you're confusing purpose with joy it fulfills me, it lights me up, it makes me, you know, my heart full. I really enjoy doing this. And that is your purpose, to feel that way. And so sometimes the words can get confused, but our purpose is joy and to have a joy-filled life with everything we do around that, supporting that joy. Joyous relationships, joyous connection, joyous freedom, joyous hobbies, joyous work. The more joy we have that is enabled by the things that are supporting that, the more we feel on purpose and in purpose. Went off on one a little bit there in a different tangent, but cheering yourself and others on and understanding when you can't and why you won't will really serve you. Because working on that, rather than trying to change their mind or get their attention or have this conversation with them, look inside about how you support you. Look inside about how and where you change that support, where you withdraw it, where you dampen it, where you take the piss out of it, where you belittle yourself. Look at where you stay completely silent and what causes that silence rather than judging it. What causes it? What does it need? And I did a post on Instagram about feeling your unresourced parts. That's emotionally unresourced, right? It means that you don't have the resources to handle it internally. Go and look at the journal prompts on that post and really sit with what that means and what unresourced even makes your body react like. 
when you are in a place where other people's success is triggering you, where you have had to mute accounts, not because, you know, as a lot of people are saying, I was taking too much inspiration from them. I was felt like I might be copying them, blah, blah, blah. But look at who you've muted because you can't stand to see them doing well. You don't like the fact that you have perceived them to be doing better than you or having having the goddamn audacity to speak about the things that you speak about. See who that is. And instead of having mute, consider removing them and then following them or consider turning them back on and tuning into what you're experiencing as a result of watching them. Now, I know for mental health purposes, a lot of people say, just mute the accounts, mute this, change your feed, do whatever. I 100% agree. If your mental health is suffering, then changing the curation of your feed matters. But I would also ask you to not just skip out the middle part, which is work out why the curation of your feed is the way that it is at the moment and why it is making you feel or think a certain way and then take the action of muting, unfollowing and changing the feed. Maybe it's just you're not who you were. Maybe you were following things when you felt a certain way and you don't feel that way anymore and it's coming from a really positive place. But if it's like this is starting to, you know, activate me constantly and I'm thinking and feeling and reacting a certain way to accounts, yes, take the action, but please sit in the messy middle of going, why is this the curation of my feed? How did I end up here? And why does it make me feel this way? What's it bringing up in me? What am I prepared to do about that? And I could also press mute or unfollow. That's the end of this podcast today. But I hope in sitting and listening to this, you can start to look to see how it shows up in you, where you are drawn to listening to silence the most. I know with me, there's a couple of people who who have become more silent on lots of things that I know they can see. At one point was really activating me to getting a bit mad about it, like, oh, It's so shitty of them to do this, blah, blah, blah. And then able to sit with it myself and say, okay, what's this holding of a mirror to in me? Where am I a little bit silent? Where do I withdraw? Where am I being a little bit shitty? And if I can handle that capacity, then will this affect me as badly? Will I be as bothered? Is this the story that I'm creating? Or is this just humans? having their own human experience and trying to make it mean something about them. And even if they are doing it on purpose, even if their intention is to make me feel like I'm not watching you anymore, I'm not involved in this anymore, I'm not, I'm not going to celebrate you in any way, does it change anything in your life? Does it matter or are you giving it meaning and matter for you to feed into something? That's a big subject. It's a big subject. And as I say, it can show up in so many ways. But I'd really like you to sit with the journal questions in the beginning, perhaps go and look for that post as well. And just really sit with where you feel emotionally unresourced, where you silence yourself, where you are louder about yourself in a compassionate, cheering, supportive way, where you refuse to challenge yourself or be challenged so you go quiet and or other people when they are reactive or non-reactive to you out loud in support of you or silent in what feels like a withdrawal of support for you what actually goes on in you and when do you do that have you ever done that and where do you need to look at your emotional capacity 
to remove yourself from a race, a competition, or a system that you didn't sign up for? You know, are you competing with your siblings to get to a certain point in life first? Are you a little bit competitive in an old set of friends or a new set of friends? Is there competition with a stranger on the internet? Is there a desire to get somewhere to prove something? Or is it coming from joy and desire? Just desire, not to prove it, but because I love it, because I enjoy it, because I want it. And are you able to feel that and work from there? Or do you operate more from resentment and proving energy? I am definitely going to show up now. I know I said I would about four times ago, (laughs) but we are there now. Thank you again for listening. As always, DM me at The Completion Coach or send me an email, wendy at thecompletioncoach.co.uk. Feel free to leave a review or forward this on to someone you think would enjoy listening. Thank you.